This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Elseworlds Exchange, I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about what you want to talk about. Because uh, I was thinking about a topic and I was going through it and I'm like, you know what, I really don't want to get into a heavy topic right now that isn't spur of the moment or unplanned. Yeah. So I figured what we'll do is we'll just do a QA. and a we're going to do a little bit of check-in, that's what I'm calling mm-hmm. it, we're, we're calling it checking in. Where uh, if you have a question for us about what's going on today, there's a lot of new stuff that just came out that's interesting um, in the comic book slash pop culture world. But uh, also I want to give you a little bit of a check in about what's happening here on this channel and what we're doing ourselves and what our plans are for the future. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into that. Um, I want to encourage you to use the Super Chats because it's a great way for me to visibly see your question. Uh, Also, those Super Chats do help us out a lot. So. And that's usually how it goes. I don't want to. I don't disrupt things too much. But if I see like a question that really comes up a lot, I will try to get into it if it isn't super chatted. Uh, but Tyler Lucas throwing us a buck. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for the bone. We do appreciate it. Um, so before we get into it, I guess we can just talk about like what we're doing uh, and what we're planning. Uh, Joel, I don't know about you, but I was telling our patrons the other day, our patrons at Comic Pop, um, about how. I really, really feel more productive, and I feel like I want to try new things around the summertime. Yeah, same here. Do you like? Is that is that a, is that a phenomenon that we both share? I guess it's like you know, sun's out. You know, you you feel rejuvenated by it. You know, the days uh, are different feeling for whatever reason. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of trying some new stuff. I, I have a bunch of stuff written and a bunch of projects actually that have made good progress. I'm happy to say. Oh, great. Any teases for the future? Or do you want to keep them tight close to the chest? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give some good ones here. Uh, obviously for people who follow my channel, uh, I will be a guest at the Vancouver, uh, upcoming convention there. Geektopia. It's their first year in, uh, in July, July 6th, I'll be out there, but also I've been invited back to London comic-con in October again this year. So I'm really happy about that. I just sent them over uh, my new artwork for it. They're probably going to be announcing me today, they said, oh, and nice. uh, and some stuff for some panels. So that's doing good. That's fantastic. And uh, also, too, people who follow my streams, I've been saying forever, I want to get a D&D show together. I want to actually dungeon master a game. Well, I got four people to agree. Wow. And it's people you know, and we're hopefully going to do that soon. Obviously, it's slow going because for a lot of them, it's their first time. But uh, it's all people you know. Oh, sweet. Uh, From varying channels or from? uh... Yes. Nice. That's exciting. Yes, I called in all my favors on this one and begged, begged vehemently. They're like, but I've never played before. I've never DM'd before. It's perfect. <laughs> if Fair either enough. of us screw up, we won't know. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a similar boat. The The summer, I feel like because I have an education background, because I'm, you know, perpetually stuck in some kind of scholastic <laughs> mindset, uh, I associate summer with freedom and with, like, trying new things or with at least like escaping from that which i have been you know shackled to and so as a result i'm like often trying to come up with something new or trying to work on some kind of new project or at the very least like rejuvenate everything we work on so um 
unfortunately, I already made like a big bunch of changes. Like all the, like the thumbnail scheme on our channel is completely shifted about a I've month noticed. or two ago, and so we made that big change. And I'm like, man, that that I wish I could have had that around the same time I'm making these big changes within the channel itself. But like, uh, uh, you know what? They're doing their job, so I'm happy. They look good. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm glad that they're uh, they're working out. Um, Lars Mothander says, "What do you think Marvel will reuse from X Men from the X Men franchise?" Um, Very I, little, I feel. If, if you're talking about the MCU and the X Men movies, I think the reality is that the only thing they might reuse is actors, but playing different roles. Mm. Just because there's so many different great actors who are in those movies now: Jennifer Lawrence, Michael it's Fassbender, true. James McAvoy, uh, Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart. You know, there's so many terrific actors who worked on these movies for so long. I think what is it, 20 years now? Something like that. Like, actually, the X-Men cinematic universe has been going on longer than the MCU and has been yeah. has a lot of movies to their name and a lot of different talent that they've gotten in there. I mean, obviously, they got Ryan Reynolds. Taylor Kitsch, of all people, played Gambit in the X-Men Origins Wolverine film. Boy, did he. But uh, I, I think that you'll only see, like, repeats in actors, and I think they'll meet. And by the way, not like, oh, and we're going to get James McAvoy to reprise his role as that Professor X or anything like that. No, we're just going to get him for some reason. Yeah, I think, and I, and I would imagine that they will also be dramatically different from the roles they were. They have to be. Just just to completely shake off any connection to the previous universe. So there's absolutely no confusion. And even after that, I guarantee you there will be people who are like, I don't get it. I mean, weren't the X-Men movies like a whole thing like two years ago? As Not well, like anymore. five years ago. And actually, no, they're totally different. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't think they're really going to change it too much. Uh, Comic Goblin showed up and said, Hey, good morning, y'all. Uh, it's been far too long as a big Iron Man, both comics and movies. Oh, before we get into it, I just want to say there might be some endgame spoilers that might crop up because it is an open forum and I haven't planned the show. We're, we're two weeks out from it now. I think that's the, uh, what is it? The grace period has ended. The Spider-Man trailer spoiled the whole thing. So, like, if you haven't seen that, you're probably not watching the show. But if you are, yeah. warning, watch it later. Uh, so anyway, he says, I want to ask, what do you think about the legacy of Tony post-Endgame in real life and movies? See, I didn't even read the question, but I knew it was going to be about the death of Tony right. Stark. Uh, I think the legacy of Tony... I mean, like, here's the thing. Uh, the movie people don't think of things like we do. No, they really don't. And so, like, when we're thinking about things... Like, when they killed Wolverine the last time, uh, people were like, Like, no one could care less. Because... He was going to come back. Hell, they had extra Wolverines lying around anyway. Sure did. But when it comes to the movies, these people only think about their bottom line and about the the box office draw and about the story they've told. Don't forget also, thousands of people make these movies. Millions of dollars are invested to make it. So for them, they're not always thinking about the next thing. That's why the MCU is so special and so interesting is because like, Absolutely. it's one of those few times when like you hear about it. Because you know, like when they made The Lord of the Rings all at once. You know, that was also a cost-cutting measure. You know, it was mm -hmm, cheaper to make mm -hmm. all three of them at once. But also the approach of being like, thinking about the future after spending millions of dollars on one thing it's rare. Superman, another example, the Donald yeah, movie, yeah. where they were like, let's make both. And they were like, why? No one knows that this is even going to work, you know? So <laughs> for, for, for the movie people, even though they were building to the, through the MCU, and even though they're probably planning for, for phase four, um, I feel like 
they have approached this, this these these characters from a very unique perspective for us as comic book fans who are like Tony, what are you talking about? We'll be back next movie, or we'll be back next issue, yeah. because for them they're like no contracts up dude's busy he some actors just don't want to do it anymore despite the fact that they made like 75 million dollars from one movie yeah so, really like, I, I could see them really ha- like hamming up the the legacy but i wouldn't my, my point to bringing all that up is i wouldn't be surprised if we have to get some legacy shit not tony's the big loss right but don't forget chris evans is out too he's done yes Absolutely, and the and, and and the producers and directors and writers of this movie are speaking pretty definitively, where they're like, "You're not going to see him anymore." Like he's the one who, during interviews, was saying things like, "I don't want to direct. I want to do this." Like he's mm. young, he's hungry, he's interested in other things. He's happy to play Cap, but he also, is, as you recall, has like crippling social anxiety. Yeah, so which I'm, is crazy to think. Yeah, so it's I'm sure it's hard to be Captain America all the time, and I'm and sure be he would, on all the time. He would love to probably like take a minute. Don't forget, he's also like the funny teen heartthrob character from Not Another Teen Movie. Dude used to play like schmucks goofballs yeah goofballs like i'm sure the dude really would love to like let his hair down and have a break from being it's hard to believe Superman. he went from johnny storm to oh actual real captain america both in real life and in the movies exactly so my point being you might want to start keeping an eye out for legacies of many characters not just tony stark but also captain america maybe thor because they're not talking about what he's gonna do and I know that Hemsworth says he likes to play Thor and he's but he had to fight tooth and nail to get Thor to where he is at the end of Endgame. Right, to get this new direction. And that means that he's facing opposition pretty much like most of the time when he's playing this character. And I can imagine that being really exhausting. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially when you're getting a lot of fan you're seeing a lot of fanfare from all the other characters who came in around the same time and like you're like Oh, and I stayed, but everyone else is getting accolades, and I'm an actor, and I need people to give me, like, you know, some some support. So, like, I don't think you're going to see Thor for very long after this. And so, like, you're going to see the legacies of all these characters getting recognized and and, and hopefully ever-present throughout. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, Tyler Lucas helping us out. Mr. Roboto says, Sal, why not resurrect Wizard Magazine? Well, there's a number of reasons why you can't resurrect Wizard <laughs> Magazine. Uh, the first of which... Is that for me? I don't res- I don't own Wizard Magazine. Nor could I afford to do it? Secondly, I have always considered Comic Pop to be kind of like an unofficial Wizard Magazine. Um, but the reality is, it's hard for us to produce the kind of things that made Wizard special and made people actually remember and enjoy Wizard so much. That being articles and comic strips and like just exclusive original art and just for lack of a better term, exclusivity. Wizard had. Yeah. The, the, the Rolodex, which is, it's like a, your contact list on your phone, but it was physical. <laughs> I like you and, to uh, say that. <laughs> but, like, they had the Rolodex of the comic book industry, and, like, so there, there's, like, a number of interviews with Alan Moore and from Wizard Magazine, and very unguarded interviews. So, mm-hmm. like, these people had the, like, finger on the pulse of the comic book industry and access that most folk just straight up didn't. And that has been completely democratized. The wall's been knocked down. You, you can't have a wizard now. Because exclusivity no longer exists. And also money. Let us also not forget this. There was the Outhouser, which was a site that existed a while ago that had some very, you know, wizard-esque in its day type of content. And that place couldn't turn a profit. And that place couldn't stick around. And I think that's very telling for any type of content like that where it's like, oh, there's no money in this. The fact is Wizard couldn't resurrect Wizard Magazine. No. Not a year ago, some of the original guard tried to bring it back as a digital magazine. 
they got as they got as far as an announcement and that was it wizard magazine should be a youtube channel and a digital like newsletter kind of thing should be like what cracked is today although i don't even like what cracked is today after no, they fired all you. the writers i liked right uh so i i listen more sympathetic i could not be i love wizard magazine at least what it was maybe like 60 issues of that magazine mm-hmm. but it's time is over and i don't know if you can get that magic back no, you, and you don't want a cheap, gaudy version of it. You don't want it to be like the later seasons of Arrested Development, where it's like, boy, I really wanted this back. Oh, why did I want this back again? Yeah, in the style of many, like, resurrections and reimaginings or reboots or revisits, like, most of the time, why bother? Sometimes dead is better. Exactly. Thank don't you, you don't, don't you bear that in the pet cemetery now. <laughs> yeah. That being said, you know, like, I, I'll, I would, every time Wizard says they want to come back, I always give them a look. Because I'm like, mm. maybe? Uh, two Mice, One Takes says, is Mysterio straight up lying to Spider-Man Company? Great question. Uh, if you haven't seen the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer 2, uh, the, the, the implication is there's a multiverse and Quentin Beck comes from another Earth. Um, it's in the 800s, as I remember. Yes, and, uh, uh, it's the same universe as uh, the Captain Britain Corps and Spider-Man UK. There you go. Uh, so, by the way, he doesn't recognize Spider-Man in, from his perspective, so like I'm sure it's not the same. I mean, 616 is the designation for our universe. In the conversation they have, I don't think he's on the up and up. But I think he's... Long, I think he's... I mean, here's my hope. I hope they don't scroll Mysterio. And by right. that, I, don't, I do not mean that he is a secret scroll. I mean where you're like, oh, I know this. And then they go, nope, secret good guy. Right, and the whole, hey, you know, comic book fans, we tricked you too, huh? It's, you know, these audiences had nothing to go on, but you did, so that was for you. Yeah, I, do, I want Mysterio to be a charlatan. I hope he still is. Let's, that's all I'll say about that. Um, Silver Cricket says, would DiCaprio as Doctor Doom be good? Joel, what do you think about that? I mean, he can sure yell, can't he? And also, I like the idea of a good-looking actor man who has to wear a mask for the majority of his part. DiCaprio's done that. If you've never seen The Man and the Iron Mask, it's one I of the have. best musketeer movies out there. And, it is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's utterly joyful and uh, and, and dumb. Uh, but uh, what's it called? I don't like DiCaprio. I think he's overrated. So I would say no. Mm. I don't want to see DiCaprio as Doom because I want to see Doom a lot. I right. released a video recently where I talk about like uh, villains that I want to see in the MCU, and one of my suggestions for Doom was like put him in everything, like make Doom the next Iron Man, but as right. a villain. Um, and I don't want DiCaprio everywhere. Every time they say like Tarantino's cast DiCaprio, I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> um, Alan Osborne says, "Good to see another Q and A." I know Bendis' Superman isn't the best book around, putting it nicely. How do you long? How long do you think he'll be on the book? As long as he wants to be with the money they're paying him. And I will actually say I enjoy his take on action much more than his take on Superman. Leviathan, despite the, you know, crater sized continuity holes is actually pretty fun. Cool. I'm not bothering, uh, but because uh, I don't read things I don't like and I'm not going to patronize things that I think are in the wrong direction for these characters. But uh, I will say they are spending too much on Bendis. The, the book, despite Bendis's influence, is not breaking ground in terms of sales. No. Just, like, so while DC can't afford to piss off Bendis, I think more, more literally they can't afford Bendis. 
No, they really can't. And man, it's getting it's getting kind of silly too. I'm sure you read that free comic book day issue there, Year of the Villain, where it's like, hey, you see our three big comic writers here who have been telling these stories that have nothing in common with each other from Snyder's Justice League to what's going on in Batman uh, right now to Leviathan. Oh, they're not connected, but, but what if they were connected by strings you didn't see? See, we planned this. Oh no, we didn't. Oh no. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Like when they, they asked the, the year of the villain, I'm like, you mean forever evil? Didn't we just do this? <laughs> Man, they try so hard in that free comic book day. Should be like, no, no, Lex Luthor is totally aware of what Bane is doing. And oh yeah. And Le Leviathan is totally aware of the Legion of doom. And yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Uh, so yeah, I think pass. <laughs> yeah. That was my thought. I'm like, I don't believe any of you for a second. Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, Doom28814 says, if DC wants to do more artsy standalone movies, do you think the way to redeem the Justice League name is just do a live-action version of New Frontier? No. Um, have, have they been doing artsy movies? Did I did I miss something? Yeah, didn't you see that Joker trailer? Oh, yeah, because, you know, because it was sad. Sad is artsy, I forgot. Yeah. Did you see that, like, I'm deep because I'm 14 years old and I don't get it? Like meme about joker where they said something like joker was ex like i don't know all the oh, villains are exposed to like you know different like i was exposed to acid and i was exposed to like you know plants and uh, and the punchline is society yeah yes i've seen that meme and yes i had to work back my gag reflex yeah that being said uh if dc wanted to do that like go in a more artistic direction and make all these standalone films yeah, I mean, do whatever you want. I'm not gonna go watch it, but like, I I like Shazam. Yeah. Why did more people who yell at me in the comments about being unfair to DC go see Shazam? Because that opened very weak, all things considered. It sure did. People were really like quick to to not go see that one, um, even though it's the best one, right? I really liked Shazam. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know about adapting uh, New Frontier. I think there's already a great animated adaptation of that movie. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't go too far with it. I mean like it's already conf people get so confused. Like you you know you said it in the past. Plus you have Wonder Woman who's already in the past. You know, you mm -hmm. got to recast everybody. I think just stick with animation. Mr. Roboto says, "Could Canada get a young blood movie happening?" I don't know. Why why Canada specifically yeah. do we do, do we have some like uh what is it like holes in our constitution where it's like, "Oh, it says right here, uh the act of uh, 1684, we have to make a young blood movie." What? Right? I don't know. I think maybe cuz like Rob Liefeld is Canadian. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. He I think does he not, is, isn't he? he? He does not advertise he is Canadian if he is. Uh, I, I never thought he was. True. I'll have to look that up. But like I I like if you want to do a young blood movie, listen, I will go. No, he's American. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I'll see it. Not on opening day. But eventually. Yeah, but eventually. <laughs> It'll be on Redbox soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Coming exclusively to Redbox, uh, the young blood movie. Seriously. No, apparently he was born in Anaheim. Ah, pure, pure uh, Californian. Um Infamous Cavalier says, do you think we will see a return of Sam being Captain America in the comics now that the movies are going that direction? I really wonder. Maybe maybe the untold tales of uh, Sam Captain America. That seems to be what they're do what they what they like to do over there. 
You know what I mean? Like, where they go, okay, I can't change continuity, but let's just do a flashback book. Yeah, or like a miniseries. By the way, I'll, I'll take that, because that's way better than fucking up regular continuity just to satisfy what happens in a movie. It's true, and also, you know, I, I don't know if I've said this on this show particularly, but I'm actually really interested in the Sam change, because I'm like, good, I don't think the movies will get cold feet and chicken out nearly as quickly as the comics did, because I was really enjoying Sam's time as Cap in the comics. I'm like, ooh, this is going places, and you're saying things, and this is supposed to have a conclusion that I feel was kind of robbed by Secret Empire when they clearly had to change everything at the last minute. Clearly. I will say, uh, I hope... Just this isn't the question anybody asked, but like hell, I like I, I made a career doing that. Um, <clears throat> if uh, if they do buckle down, they're like, "Yo, Sam is Cap." Next movie ca- is is Sam Cap. I hope they go in like a very different direction. Mm, With like the to. Russos made like a kind of like you know very superficial espionage movie with uh, with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Do like a real movie. Like, about Sam being cat. Like, make a social movie about how, like, about what would happen if the, if a black guy that most people didn't notice got snapped yep. became Captain America. Oh, you would have to. And again, Nick Spencer gave them so much material, they'd be talking about him nonstop on the Fact Channel. Right. <laughs> I, everywhere else. I would love to see that. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Roboto says, Tony Stark is not dead. He's just, be- he's just busy being rich <laughs> and dead. Um, he's fixing the sun. Yeah, he's fixing the sun. He'll be back in a thousand years. Uh, Red Samurai, how excited are you guys for Hickman's X-Men? Any expectations or things you want to see happen? My excitement level is definitely over 9,000. I mean, like, here's the thing. They promised that X-Men was going to be awesome and mean something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it kind of hasn't been. They've given us lots of X-Men books, though. They have been giving us a lot of X-Men books, and some of them have been really good. And they've all been written by Kelly Thompson. But, like, there are uh, some... I'm feeling really, really excited about Hickman just because Hickman's doing it. He doesn't half-ass it. Especially because apparently Hickman wanted the X-Men first before he got Fantastic Four and X-Men, and and Avengers. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with it. Especially I also because like they're keeping it only six issues, so he can't drag it out as he tends to. He will anyway. You know, nah. they give him more. They will. They they love doing that. Uh, but I'm excited. I think it's gonna be great. And six issues, manageable. I'll read it all. Do I do I need to catch up on everything that's going on right now before I can read these? Because look, it's Matthew Rosenberg, and I love Rosenberg, and I promised I'd get to it eventually. But it's just. It's just so much, and it's so impenetrable now. I thought, I thought after extermination, we were gonna make it nice and easy again and open it up, but nope. I genuinely hope not. Like, <laughs> I don't want to read more of this of the X Men stuff right now. And I'm sure it's good, and I'm happy all the X Men fans have books to read again. But even still, it's just like I can't, I can't, I cannot in good conscience put this in my pull list because it's too much. I'll only be reading X Men. You could only read X Men right now and be perfectly satisfied every every week of the month. Now the other sad thing is like X Men used to be the cash cow for Marvel, and then mm. they and then they killed said cash cow, and then they they they, they bought a new cash cow and and painted mm. it the old cash cow. It's just- I don't think it's working the way they wanted it to, which is probably why they have Hickman. And I hope it works because I like how like X-Men can be kind of its own franchise. It can Mm. be its own like publishing line, basically not really, but like that it feels like it because of how many books come out under the X label. 
and how many people respond just to X-Men. Like, I want there to be people who just have X-Men, and that's their connection to Marvel. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more than happy with that, and I know those people have been disserviced for a very long time. Totally, but they didn't go away, and they all wanted it, so it's like, it's still here. Uh, Will I am Golden, what are your thoughts on the Sonic movie? <laughs> well, I won't be seeing it opening day, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Boy, Jim Carrey, man, you've... It's like you watch a Philip Morris or a Truman show, and it's like, oh, you're a really talented actor. You're really good. Then you see this and be like, by God, you're a very talented actor with zero scruples also. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, they don't, they, they drive a dump truck full of money to my door and tell me to play Robotnik in the Sonic movie. I'm in it. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a stupid idea, but I'm going to do it. I mean, like, and like, it'll be really terrible looking. Uh, the, the, you know, here's the thing. The Sonic situation, I feel bad for the animators who are going to be... Like, they're the ones who are going to get hurt by this. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah, the change. No uh, it was something where, like, there's no way nobody said he looked like shit when mm -hmm. they were doing the concept art. Oh, yeah. So, what? So like, ev everybody who, who said yes, uh, like, who, over, who overwrote the initial memo that said he looks like shit... At every level. ...should have to pay for the work to redo him. They won't, but... But that's how it should work. be in a just and civil society. Like, you who said, he looks great, and then said, okay, we'll redo it, has, should have to pay out of their own pockets to fix mm -hmm. it because of how, how, how obviously bad it was. It's only and also, right. Can I just say on the side, somebody was giving me, some people were giving me a hard time on Twitter. I was like, let's all collectively laugh at this, at this horrible trailer because we released mm -hmm. the trailer before the backlash. Just literally just like, this trailer looks horrible. And people were like, um, my six-year-old thinks it's amazing. Oh, right, of course. And I'm like, first of all, good for your six-year-old. Secondly, um, when I was six, mm -hmm. I had movies that were bad, but there were also movies that were good and made for everyone. Yes. And It's a dying art form. They've also been doing it for a hundred years. So, like, I don't get why it has to be shit in order for your six-year-old to enjoy it. Yeah, it's such a weird I don't hill think, that people choose to die on. My, my thing is, I don't think it has to be shit for your six-year-old to enjoy it. I think it just, wouldn't it be nice? It's not like it's like, oh, if he looks good, it would actually cost us $600 million. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not asking them to pay through the ass. I'm not asking them to, like, to change everything, nor am I asking them to make a movie that I would want to watch. I'm not going to see no movie starring Sonic the fucking Hedgehog is a movie I want. Because it's just not... I played Sonic. I enjoyed it. Is this a story that needs to be told? I think no. But also don't make him look like shit. And how about don't make it a horrible movie? Like, even, yeah. if, even if they change Sonic to make him literally the video game, the movie will still be terrible because it's, it's obviously bad. And how do I know that? Because I'm a living human being. <laughs> with eyes. With eyes and experience. I mean, like, what do you want from me? So it's it's funny too to think that this is coming out right near that uh, Detective Pikachu movie, where Detective Pikachu is actually getting pretty solid reviews, and they're like, man, they build a breathing, living, you know, Pokemon world that you can believe in. Even the negative reviews are like, it ain't for me, but it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's where I'm like, all right, then they did their job. That's then. all I want. All I've ever get, I, like, I I missed the boat on Pokemon. I, I everyone I knew on the planet was playing it and buying it and getting into it. Uh, you know, I think Pikachu's cute because he's genetically designed to be that way. And so I get it. But like, I did play Pokemon Go and I am a, f I played the shit out of Pokemon Snap. Yeah. That was my jam. So like, 
it seems like this movie's for everybody who dug Pokemon in some way. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? I didn't know they could make a movie for everybody, even though they're trying to do that every single time. It's true. You know, I'm, I'm a couple years younger than you. So, you know, Pokemon was my jam. I was that target demographic. And it's funny. I see that Detective Pikachu trailer in my mind. I get mad, but not for the reason you think I do. I get mad in a why. Why didn't you make this when I was younger and I would really appreciate this? Why are you making it now when I'm old and cynical and this does nothing right. for me? Because it would look like shit. Like because it would because it would have been bad. By the way, who you are right now? This is a very deep dive. I'm very sorry for everybody out <laughs> there, but do. you know who you are. You're Molly fucking Grew, and if you're not familiar with Molly Grew, Molly Grew is a character from a story called The Last Unicorn. Uh, written by Peter S. Beagle, both both the comic book and the movie and the novel, so all three of them. Uh, there's this move. This is very rare gem from the '80s, made by Rankin Bass. It's this movie, but there's this. Okay, so the idea is that unicorns visit like young ladies mm-hmm. who are pure of heart, and sometimes like they'll let you ride them. Other times they just appear before you in a sylvan glen. The idea is that like unicorns are a symbol of like women's like youth and innocence. Right, right. Which is why so many women, you know, uh, really relate to this story. Sure. Uh, but like, there's this great moment where there's this woman, Molly Grew, who's shacking up with this has been like third rate Robin Hood, <laughs> and Schmendrick the magician and the unicorn are looking for all the rest of the unicorns. They're all missing except for this one. That's why it's called the last unicorn. And they. They, they break the illusion of this fake Robin Hood. And sh- and Molly Grew, like, kind of, like, snaps out of her funk and abandons him. And she sees the unicorn. And, by the way, if you're, like, if you're cynical and old, you don't recognize unicorns. They look like white mares to you. But, like, she sees her. I know. She, yes. Yes, I know. She breaks down and she screams at the unicorn. Why do you like, come to me now? Why have you come to me now when I am this? And it's, like, so sad and heart-wrenching. And she's like, I'm here now. And she's like, it would be the last unicorn to come to Molly Grew. It would be Detective Pikachu that would come to Joel Daly. (laughs) In the here and now, yes. That is is what, wow, that's, woof, woof. And do do I pay you now for this this psychology thing? Right, exactly. You're Molly Grew. The last unicorn for you is Detective Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. The point is, though, Molly found joy and purpose in her life after having gone on the adventure with the last unicorn. So maybe you having Why seen the, the detective Pikachu will find something for you. We'll find joy and wonder. Yeah. Yo, but when are they going to make that Metabots movie though? I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. So anyway, fun little tangent for you. Um, but yeah, so someone needs to fan animate that. Just me in a glen with Detective Pikachu and Sal talking over right? it. Right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Fan animators get to work on that. I, I'm, I, all you have right now is just a is is Pikachu dancing for two hours or whatever. Man, right that's pretty fun. That's pretty clever that they did that. Uh, Anthony squared i don't know anthony anthony says did you did you all see how the directors and the writers of the event game can't agree on how time travel works yes uh i did see that it breaks my heart i gotta tell you i've been talking to the guys about this movie since thursday of its premiere Mm -hmm. and we've only been talking about the time travel and I think we need to make a, movie, a video about it. I don't know where we just talk about it some more. Right. But like, I love that they can't agree because it doesn't make any sense based on their both of their arguments. Yeah. Like, you can't have it both. You can't have it one way. It has to be always. 
So like, I, I love it and it worked because like, it's not shitty time travel. No, it's, it's just how it's just you having to try and reconcile how it works and you can't use the comics because they don't either. No, so like, they don't. It's pretty great. I, I, I'm actually, I love that they can't agree. And I think it's, I think it's great. So yeah, I'm I down. mean, it's, keep, it's keeping people talking about the movie, which I'm sure is good for them. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe to really figure out how time travel works, you need to see it a thec- second and a third time is what you need to do. I, and I still haven't, and I need to. So maybe. Uh, Dennis Smith says, so Sal, with uh, the new Spider-Man movie, you're ma- are you mad like many others about how Tony's like the new Uncle Ben and how Spider-Man being the next Iron Man, or are you just excited for another dope Spider-Man movie? Dude, you know I'm excited for a dope Spider-Man movie. And oh, this looks the dopest. That sequence where he, like, as the Iron Spider, beats the room full of thugs. Love it. It's not only straight out of the video game, mm, oh, but God, straight yeah. out of my fantasies of watching Spider-Man <laughs> actually be Spider-Man. And it's awesome. And be friendly neighborhood with the cops. Be like, hey, you're going to leave us all behind to be a big Avenger? No, man, I still got to do your job. Yeah, how, well, how could I do that when I'm still doing your job? Whoa! <laughs> Gold. Uh, He's got quips. He's got jokes. I got to tell you, I think it's part of his journey, and I'm okay with that. There's a great moment in Ultimate Spider-Man where, like, I don't know, past issue 100, Mary Jane says something like, people forget that Uncle ben, his uncle died like a month ago. Mm. and Because in the timeline, it was, like, really slow. Uh, Uncle Ben died six months before Captain America Civil War. And I think Captain America Civil War was a couple of years ago and now, you know, a couple more years from that. With the five-year time jump. Yeah. Peter hasn't had enough time to process Uncle Ben's death. No. When Tony Stark swooped in and took over his life and replaced Uncle Ben. The reality is, like, from, from my interpretation of this Peter Parker, he... Tony replaced Uncle Ben in his physicality right now, in his here and now. I don't have to think about Uncle Ben. I don't have to be sad. I have a new Uncle Ben. And seemingly with Mysterio, too, I don't have to deal with it because another older man is going to be my big brother mentor. Well, like, not only that, but, like, maybe he can do the work, too. Like, maybe I'm not going to have to shoulder this all by myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tony dying, actually, hopefully, the whole Europe trip is him just being like, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I want to get away from everything. Everything that I do, like going to the corner store probably made him like like weep within himself because it reminded him of something about Uncle Ben. When you lose somebody, like you, you oh, yeah. every little thing tears a hole in your heart. And really does. That reminds you of that. Then you save the day with Iron Man and everything. You're seeing your 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 replacement father figures, murals on the wall. You got to be like, I'm going to go to friggin' Italy or something where they don't give a shit about Iron Man. Hopefully. Uh, but like, it's just him trying to escape. So I think like even all of that stuff is him trying to not think about it. There's also the promise too, maybe that uh, hey, that uh, that suitcase he has there, that's uh, what is it? That's clearly his dad's suitcase. That's Uncle Ben's suitcase. Yeah, that's yeah, that clearly related to him too. So I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for them to play with that idea. Yeah. Now we don't, we have not gotten a lot of legitimate melodrama in any Spider-Man movies. No, at no, all. That first one was all very, you know, like Howard Hughesian, or not yeah. Howard Hughesian, sorry, the other Hughes. Oh, uh, John Hughesian. Yeah, very, yeah, very Howard Hughesian there. Yeah, you know, the, 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 they flew plane. The mad inventor. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, um, I feel like there's room for all of it. And I, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter, particularly saying things like, you know, he's not going to be the, ne- he's going to learn he doesn't have to be the next Iron Man. He'll be the, he'll be a better Spider Man. Mm. And 
if this movie is actually about him coming to terms with loss, that might be really cool. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be what we do. Especially because, like, that's the thing. In this new reality, everybody got the people they lost back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except for Peter. Yeah, that's got to be a lot to shoulder. <laughs> right? Like, everyone, like, they got, like, husbands, wives, fathers, grandparents, pets. And Peter lost his uncle, who can't come back, and Tony, who can't come back. Yeah. So, like... I hope I hope that the that the filmmakers are intelligent and mature enough to to attack that concept. I hope so too. I really do, especially because they're kind of really building this as like, no, no, no. This this is the you know chapter ender to phase three is what this really is. Yeah, uh, Dennis Bell would you would love to learn more about the in universe consequences of the snap and the snap being undone. From what I hear, this movie, Far From Home, will be dealing with, like, the kind of, not in a probably serious or, like, melodramatic way, like I just described, but probably more like there'll be jokes the way that, like, the the way that, like, uh, Hannibal Burris made a joke about, like, watch this tape about Captain America, even though I think he's supposed to be, like, a war criminal or something. Something now, yeah, that's like, that's great. Like, uh, someone will be like, you know, Peter will be like, you know, I can't do that, it's really hard. And, like, his teacher will be like, you think that's hard? I got remarried during the snap. Exactly, that's good. Like, daytime TV is going to be amazing in the post-snap universe. Yeah, so I think you're going to see that kind of thing. Uh, oop, it got re... Uh, I try to keep the, all the Super Chats in order, but, it, like, you know, the scrolling, it, like, snaps back. I got a snap right myself. Um, ah, Jack Ingram says, Favorite DC and Marvel video game? Love you all. Thank you, Jack. We mm. love you, too. Uh, obviously, fa- favorite Marvel game? Spider-Man 2018 or whatever. Hard to deny that the uh, Violation PS2 Punisher game written by uh, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Palmiata, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, NS and Palmiata, I think they both co-wrote it. Doesn't get near enough love. Thomas Jane was actually in it, so I think it's actually probably the definitive uh, Punisher experience. But yeah, it's hard not to say Spider-Man on yep. the PS4. Uh, the Ultimate Alliance games are pretty fun. They're that, fun. That uh, M for Mature rated Wolverine game that was just God of War was pretty fun. The Wolverine, you mean Wolverine Origins? That yes, game that was great. Yeah, God, it was I can't. So believe. great, despite how crappy that movie was. Cannot believe they didn't do more with that. The Arkham series, obviously, you got to give credit to, even though you know you could argue that they're quality. I like two out of four of them. <laughs> Asylum and City. That's all I need. It's a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, that Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game was fun. Yeah. As, as were the Telltale Batman games, but yeah. unfortunately we're not going to see any more of them. We've seen any more of that for a long time. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, uh, how do I get comic knowledge as much as y'all have? Just read. You know, the, the fact is, any of this knowledge is just me remembering shit that I like or mm-hmm. care about. And things I don't remember, I look on Wikipedia because comic book continuity is one of the most painstakingly kept things on the entire internet. So even when I'm not smart, I can make myself sound smart. That's the thing. And, like, I've never, like, you know, for the premise of back issues, like, maybe we have said words like expert or, like, guru. And the fact is, like, it's said with, a, with you know, with hands, with, with, a, with you know, crossed fingers behind our backs. With hands in a jerk-off motion. Yes, me, the comic guru. <laughs> I, I don't proclaim to be an expert. And there are people who are, like, huge experts on very, very specific facets of comic book world. Some people know more about all of comics than – most people know more about comics than I do. But uh, the fact is, just be – don't be afraid of researching the thing you care about the most. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, need, you don't need to be have as much comic knowledge as the other guy. You just need to be passionate about the thing you care about. 
and to know as much. The other thing is having a natural curiosity. Like, yeah. I like to know about the things I care about and find out where they come from. So, like, I totally. do the research to find that shit out. Um, and just getting older will help because, you you know, the more you do, the more you'll learn. You accrue more experience points. Yeah. <laughs> Eat that horse. Uh, hopefully one day DC will stop spitballing and ignoring continuity in both their comics and their movies, but that is not this game. Oh, boy, they're having a rough time with that right now. I don't know what DC's doing, but they need, like, a swift kick in the ass. The editors are all asleep at the wheel. Oh, my God, I read Young Justice last night. I didn't even bother. I bought them, and I've just been... They've just been Man, so... Uh... Bendis thinks that uh, Stephanie Brown's dad, the Clue Master, is alive, even though he's been dead since the end of Batman Eternal. He's been dead for literally years. Yeah. Well, he's just like, well, no, but he isn't. It was fake. He also makes reference to her being Robin, and I'm like, no, that didn't happen. Well, she she saw a version of herself in Detective Comics from another world where she might have been Robin, but no. Well, she was she was Robin pre Flashpoint once. She, she was, yeah, but not for a long time, and that hasn't been referenced in forever. She's no. only been spoiler. Yeah, but he's he's like, screw that, I don't care, which is I funny. I think it's funny. Ben, having Bendis there is great, because Bendis made his bones at Marvel when Marvel was fucked. So, like, he was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this with, the, with these characters. And people were like, that didn't really happen. Or like, eh, the character's dead. But you know what? The books are selling like hotcakes. Fuck it. Can't stop me. Well, like, the, the Marvel editorial is like, fuck it, it's selling. It turns out they don't care. No. <laughs> and so he got to just do whatever he wanted. And other writers either, like, tried to fix it, like, uh, in the amazing Children's Crusade, where they were like, I'll fix Bendis, I got it. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's other books, other writers who are, like, who care about that kind of thing, and they work hard to make that work. But Bendis, like, came up in the in the big two industry by going, like, fuck it, get out of my way, I'm telling this thing, this is what I remember, and nobody telling him to stop. But DC yeah. is in their other weird place where, like, two or three people are like, I need to painstakingly control everything that happens, and this happened, and this didn't happen, and, like, I know that the Batman Who Laughs series is gonna be timeless and amazing, but I still want to see that fucking New 52 Dick Grayson costume in there, and it's like, you... And then Bendis goes, yeah, I think Stephanie Brown was Robin. Remember that? And it's like, oh, you, but like, they can't tell him no. Because they're paying him $30,000 an issue. Yeah, so you're watching like egos versus egos slash. Oh, it's wonderful in that regard. It's it's glorious schadenfreude. Yeah, I was going to say, if you love schadenfreude, then you have to read everything Bendis does. Yeah, but, uh, and, and just imagining what it must be like behind the scenes for people being like, I was building towards something, and then Bendis took it away from me. Hey, welcome to the fucking club. You're 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 part of. Have you worked for Marvel? Then you've definitely been in that club. But like, na- but DC the is never budget known. For his editors goes up like every time there's a new one. Like, oh god, oh yeah. god, I gotta let that out. Caboose one eleven. Uh, who would you like to see write a story about Red Hood going around the globe to follow the steps of Bruce's training to become a better fighter? This is a good step for the character. This is my pitch. Uh, for that pitch, I don't know. Uh, uh, Tomasi. Hey, how about Scott Lobdell? Because for some reason he has that character in a friggin' chokehold and no one will ever let him go. I mean, that's definitely who they would give that pitch to. Tales from yeah. Z. Sorry, God. No, no, I was done. No, no, no complain more about Scott Lobdell. <laughs> no, I was done. I was done. I got the, my hate tank is running low. <laughs> Fair enough. Tales from Z. Aloha. Thoughts on Little Bird and Ronan Island. 
oh yeah, Ronan Island. That's that new Greg Pak thing about samurais. I keep meaning to read that. The covers look amazing. Mm, uh, I, I have not done enough research on Little Bird or Ronan Island. I'm not a big Greg, Greg Pak fan, mm. so I'm not really going to look for it. Like, what was that story he did? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I, uh, I just picked up his uh, Agent of Atlas that uh, came out this week. Yes. I have not picked it up. Uh, eat, eat that horse. Agreed. Hopefully the next uh, CA film won't be a watered-down Metal Gear solid plot like Winter Soldier was. Yeah. Great potential for Sam. Hope they deliver. Agreed, man. Thank you very much. I would like to see Sam fight the Red Skull because we know the Red Skull is free now and doesn't have to guard the stone anymore. Again, though, I heard, I remember reading about, like, what, what was it? The the directors, I think, were talking about how they're like, oh, like, Red Skull is a different... Ver like, he doesn't even really have a body anymore. Like, we're never going to see him again. And I'm like... Do you do you enjoy writing yourselves into into corners where you're like, fuck, I have a great character for this, but I killed him ten years ago. Like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Like, well, welcome to the world of comics where you can always say, oh yeah, that was a robot. Yeah, or, that was a clone. But they're like, oh, that would be lazy. We're not gonna do that. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're really you're really missing out on some great things then because you could really fix your problems with that. Uh, Taylor Pester, I don't know if you've spoken about this yet, but what are your thoughts on these teases that Marvel put in their books this week? Those are the teases with those oh, incredible yes. creative lineups. Yes, for August, so we won't even have to wait too long yeah. to see where this is going. We're seeing returns of like people like Straczynski and Eric Jeff Larson Lemire. and Jeff Lemire and Walt Simonson and Arthur Adams. And like you're just kind of like, wait, whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? I suspect that it's reprints. Bruh, you think, really? Ooh. I suspect it's very crappy. But I hope mm. that it's something where they're like, do readers really want classic creators coming back and working on these things? Mm. And so we'll give them like a two-page story. Interesting. I, I hope it's... I, I want to believe that, like, Arthur Adams can come back and draw a book. I want to see Straczynski take on another character. Perez. Like, I, would, I would love to see all the creators they've mentioned working on a next generation of Marvel, on the next the next phase for the Marvel comics. Heck, even Larson is in there. Eric Larson's in there. That being said, you know, whatever, but, like, put him on covers or something. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I think it's cool, and I'm excited as an old-school fan... And because none of these people, for the most part, have lost their luster. So yeah. it would be great. I mean, like, that, for me, is a step in the right direction. Although it is a step backwards. I would love to see Marvel being like, I'm getting these new creators, and we're going to give them a shot. But, like, fact is, you need to get these people because, like, they, number one, have their own cachet. They have their own audiences. Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. And, like, they're, they're more likely to sell. I think it's going to be special one-shots. I do want to see what Lord and Miller are going to be doing because they're getting one, especially because they have now been put in charge of everything Sony Spider-Man related moving into the future. Yeah. And the be fact cool. that they wanted to do a comic, I'm like, oh, good. You guys were the right people to trust. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the best thing Sony's done with their Spider-Man stuff where it's like, ooh, 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 what do we do? Well, what what made the most money, won the most awards, and was the most critically well-received? Oh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse? Who did that? Lord and Miller? How would you guys like to do everything from here on out? Right. I'm okay with that, I guess, at this point. Uh, like, we, like we said, Venom 2 might be good now. Yeah. Gorgon Fish says, uh, do you think X-Men and Fantastic Four will be kept in separate universes and hop over crossovers? Is I that a little that me less messy? Hmm? I've heard that theory that they might keep them in different universes to keep it less messy. Yeah, I hope not, 
they seem to like to do that. Um, they certainly do that over at CW. They sure do. And also in those like Spider-Man cartoons. Um, I hate that idea, and I really just want them to be like, Fantastic Four over there. There's only four of them. The X-Men were hidden by the most powerful psychic on the planet over there. Doesn't need to be snaps or cosmic, whatever the fucks. Just needs to be, they were over there. Yeah, I, I just want it. You don't need to actually try that hard to explain it. I just want it. That's the thing. Like, don't don't break your fucking brain trying to figure out how it works. Just say they were always there. The Eternals movie. You know they're not going to be like, oh, the Eternals, like those. Uh, like, they're just going to be like, they were over there. Yep, you didn't see them. Uh, Kansav Productions says... Thoughts on the Far From Home trailer? I talked about it a lot, but I will say, dope. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. <laughs> Looking real good. I'm excited for July. Can't get here soon enough. Seriously. Tales from Island Z, will, the, will, the, will a real Defenders actually happen now that the, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and the MCU, Hulk, Namor, Surfer, Strange, two-thirds, or you could uh, long game it like the Avengers? Uh, I don't think they're going to long game the Defenders, nor do I think they'll call them the Defenders. No, they have to call them something different now. Which kind of sucks. Uh, Maybe the Champions. Or the Invaders. Or the Invaders, that's fine too. Although, hey, you could make Invaders into a thing now if you ever got Evans back. Like, do one more. It's back in World War II. That'd be really cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that specifically, but I'd be okay with it. In fact, that would even make more sense to be like, look, yeah, Namor was always here. Captain America knew him. Wolverine was always here. Captain America knew him. He met him during the war. Right. Uh, he just didn't know he had, like, claws that popped out of his hands or whatever. Well, they, they would have been bone back then. That's true. <laughs> Trenton Brown says, Joel will get his Metabots movie after Beyblade 1. <laughs> exactly. Let her rip. <laughs> Man, I had so many Beyblades. <laughs> I was that guy. I had the Beyblades, and I also had the little Beyblade Coliseum that you drop down. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I was I was that guy. That was me. <laughs> Kyle Johnson says, how do you feel about DC lately? I love DC, but I've been so disappointed in Heroes in Crisis, Ben to Superman, Doomsday Clock Delay, and the continuity mess-ups, and are you guys going to go to New York Comic Con? Reading um, way less DC books than I ever have before. DC gets DC went for it's amazing how the comic like how the big two wax and wane. It's a pendulum. It goes back and forth, back and forth. I have very few DC books on my list anymore, uh, and it's all because of the books you listed. Yep. Um, I, I think it sucks. Like you know, he asked how I, how we feel. Like sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're in a dark time right now, but hey, you know they'll they'll have another crisis or another creative refresh. Give it give it five years, then they'll be back. If you want to know my real like, I have some very strong opinions about where DC is right now, and I share them in uh, in this in tonight's back issues. Ooh, it's a very angry episode. Uh, oh, uh, are we going to New York Comic Con? I, I I'm happy to tell you, all of Comic Pop is going to New York Comic Con. We've got the whole crew ready to go we all got passes we are definitely going uh That's we are good we are waiting to hear back about a panel i would love to get like one of those little room the little rooms in the basement mm. i don't think we're gonna get it but if you guys want to ask them for one that'd be nice i uh, i went to new york comic-con two years ago i had a blast with you and everyone else we did have a great time yeah have, have tried to go back every year since have gotten press every year since 
and then something horrible always happens that keeps me from not going or I don't have enough money and I think uh, what is it London Comic Con which I said at the top of the show I'm booked for yep. I'm pretty sure that's the same weekend in October so I guess not this year yeah uh, that's in Ontario correct yes London Ontario yeah, that's confusing because the London England Comic Con is also the same weekend yeah just to uh, really fuck with you exactly no New York Comic Con is the third to the sixth London Comic Con is the fifth and the sixth you are right. absolutely right right um I also have to come out to that part of the world when there's not a big con on and when, you know, like tickets aren't ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. Uh, Chris Beck helping us out. Anthony, Anthony, how many hours a week do you read comics? I spend one day reading new comics usually, uh, and I spend about like an hour and a half to two hours reading them. Yeah, you know, I, I used to do that where it's like I would try and read everything new that came out in one sitting, but I found when it was time to record videos – I forgot what I read a lot of the time, so now I yeah. space it out. Now I read like two to three, like a day. That's fair. Uh, Trenton Brown, how do you, would you guys make a Jason Todd villain? Uh, how would you guys make Jason Todd a villain again? Mm. Mm. Well, apparently, again, if you read that year the villain thing, Damian Wayne just apropos of nothing said, <laughs> "Oh, you know, Le Le Leviathan tried to recruit uh, uh, Barbara Gordon into their thing by saying she used to be an oracle." But I, Damian Wayne, apropos of nothing, say that Red Hood is already part of Leviathan. <laughs> Want to know more? Read these tie-ins. I think. I mean, like Jason Todd already is a villain, for as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Likewise, he uses guns and is part of the Bat family. That's completely runs counter to everything they believe in. Yeah. Chris Beck. Hey, guys, I would pay so much money to see how Cap reacted to Red Skull after putting the stone back. How about you? Likewise. Yeah. I'd love to see that I iconic punch. Yeah. You? You? <laughs> I, I saw somebody made a comic where they were like, uh, welcome, Steve, son of a bitch you're still alive yeah that's the one and he's sitting there like he does in the uh, educational video so you didn't die after all <laughs> uh pricey eddie 40 uh i already asked Sal this to joel uh you can kill one popular hero uh superman and one popular villain luther and no matter what they can never return who do you mm. kill and why mm -hmm. that's rough i know so I think it's a little reductive to kill people. I would only maybe try and kill a character to try and, you know, up the value of another one where it's like, okay, this person's dead, but now someone else gets to take their place. Right? Yeah. Uh, like like a supporting character. See, I hate killing supporting characters, too, because I feel they get brutalized enough. Oh, they do, because it's not about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about them at all, and that's real. Again, look at Heroes in Crisis. Look at the original Identity Crisis. Those series would, were just rife with, okay, who can we not only kill, but kill in the most violent, horrible way to try and spur the heroes into more action? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's a tough question. Right? Can we kill Doomsday and keep Doomsday dead? Because I feel like he keeps coming back to less and less returns every time. They should just say, like, because, like, didn't Darkseid clone a bunch of, like, crappy doomsdays a while back? I think like, so. They should just say Superman killed him in the last punch, and th there's and Doomsday never come, came back. It's all been Darkseid clones. I like that. What, remember Kid Doomsday? That was a Scott Labdell thing for a little bit. No, I don't. That got a book in the DCU. Tiffany Smogel says, uh, <laughs> thoughts on Legion final season and Watchmen HBO? I watched halfway to season one of Legion and then stopped because it was really slow and everyone said, no, no, Joel, really picks up at the end. And then I heard that the rights changed over and it was going to be the last season anyway. So I'm like, I'm good. That's how I've did. That's exactly my approach. Um, and, uh, but uh, I am sure to watch all the Audrey pl uh, Plaza scenes when they get uploaded to YouTube. But that's just because I have a crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Watchmen, I couldn't care less about a Watchmen show. 
I watched that trailer and oh boy, it's something. Did you see my tweets about it? No, but I did watch that trailer as well. And I got to tell you, like, it's, it, it certainly looks like they're taking it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok in the crazy Rorschach homegrown terror cell thing. Yeah. Rorschach's anonymous or whatever. Okay. Well, uh, someone on Twitter called them Rorschach's proud boys. And I'm like, Ooh, the accuracy. Oh, the accuracy. <laughs> I, I'm not excited. I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, everyone's going to cancel their HBO subscriptions in two weeks anyway. Cause game of Thrones is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can Sav Productions, do you think we'll ever see Daredevil in the MCU? Yes. Uh, do you think we'll see Charlie Cox Daredevil? Probably mm-hmm. not. Probably not. I I want that, which is why I have to say probably not. I can't be like, yeah, because we'll just sign enough petitions and, you know, it's all two years isn't very long. I, Charlie Cox is an actor. Yes. Motherfucker does not want to be sitting around waiting for permission to play a character. Dude wants to work. Yeah. And who can blame him? And I don't blame him at all. He played my he played he played one of my favorite superheroes on screen. And it's really too bad that some people can't just find the money mm-hmm. and or the creative chutzpah to get D'Onofrio and Cox into the MCU. Feel the same way about Mike Coulter too and Jessica Jones Coulter, where it's like Jessica Jones the- Mike Coulter should be Luke Cage already. He is. He, he just be, embodies it. He should be leading the friggin' New Avengers. We should be really excited about a New Avengers movie about street-level characters, and we're not getting it. Yeah, for real. It's a real, real, real shame. Uh, Cash Money in the Bank says, started reading DC for the first time with Rebirth Trades. That's not a bad time to start. Mm. Love almost all the series. I don't blame you. But with Metal and No Justice, I was super lost. Specific stories to start with for important continuity. Uh, Christ Infinite Earths without prior context, okay? Christ Infinite Earths is hard without context. I remember reading it as a kid yeah. and being like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Watch a video on it. Then yeah. read it. You know what I mean? Like, watch a video where they explain who these freaking characters are. A really comprehensive video. I would recommend ours, but, like, we, we're, we're more having fun. Watch our video after you've read the book. So, like, watch a video that explains who everybody is. Or read the wiki. Because yeah. you can go on a web quest to find everybody. But, like... You need to know the context of all that shit. And, like, they, they focus on characters. You're like, I don't give a shit about that. Batman, I think, is on panel one time. So it's like, yep. that should give you a context for who's the focus of that kind of book. Um, but, like, Metal and No Justice, yeah, that's con- that's confounding. Um, but at least you read No Justice and not just jumped into, like, the, t- the totality. Like, yeah. Which is smart. Um, but Metal can be confusing, especially because Metal refers to things that are in continuity that shouldn't be, that aren't really, that are, like... Snyder's doing his own thing. It's 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 little references for people in the know. It's funny. I think that person with their comment perfectly illustrated the problem with getting into comics and keeping yeah. up with DC Comics. Where it's like, boy, I loved this, you know, fresh start. This place where I could go and didn't need to know anything. Man, this is so great. I can't wait for this big event you've been hyping. Oh, oh, this is no good for me because you're just you're just being endlessly self-referential to things that referenced other things. And you're also in the same universe where all that shit didn't happen. Yeah. So it's it's a mess. I'm sorry, man. Liu Kang helping us out. Eddie Testado says, could the MCU make Secret Wars work as a next event? I think people are kind of done with space. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. Also, too, the whole idea 
of Secret Wars, and especially now that you've essentially turned the Skrulls into good guys, I think the whole, you know, kind of evil alien invaders, you know, masquerading as us, you know, oh, they could be your neighbor. That's Secret Invasion. No, he's talking about oh, Secret Wars when they go to the Beyond oh, Planet Secret. fight. So, I misheard you. You dropped out for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Secret Invasion, no. We all expect the Secret Invasion for, from Captain Marvel. We ain't gonna get it. We ain't gonna get that now. But, but uh, oh yeah, the, the Beyond one. Oh yeah, I could see that. I think you'll. I think Secret Wars will be a Guardians movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna build towards it. I think they could just do it. Supposedly they're uh, working on Nova. That's the other thing they're really trying to get going now. I've I've heard what was it like? I I heard uh, they they were like James Gunn. Sh- that's his character to mess with. Like, right, right. Let him do it, and James Gunn doesn't like Nova. No, he's mentioned that, actually. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to be seeing Nova anytime soon. And apparently all the Novas got friggin' killed by... Uh, Off screen, without even a reference. No line no. about Xandar. Just got wrecked, and they, they didn't get snapped back into existence because they got killed pre-snap. Yeah. Taylor Pester kind of sucks that this new Vertigo relaunch is pretty much dead. DC made such a big deal of it when it started, but now there's literally no marketing for it, even the Sandman books. That's a lot of their new imprints there, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DC loves to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I don't know what their fucking problem is, but that, like, Vertigo line, great idea, deserves the work, it's hard, like, Let's... you can't do the same thing. Like, the pro- here's, here's the thing, Karen Berger and all the incredible people who were just behind, behind Vertigo mm-hmm. when it came out, uh, Vertigo was a thing you'd never seen before, yep. made by people you'd never heard from before. At the were, perfect time in history. Who were making things you'd never even read before. And all of those things combined, plus it happening in the 80s when you didn't have YouTube channels, podcasts, movies, TV shows, adaptations of TV shows, MCUs, DCUs, everything. 52 fucking monthly co- or weekly comics. Like, no. It was at a time where it was quiet, sleepy. People were, like, talking to each other. People were just, like, hanging out, getting high together. Hey, mm-hmm. fucking, did you read this comic book, man? Dude, I don't read comic books. No, no, those fucking comic books about death. It's about like, a swamp thing. It's about, read the fucking thing about swamp thing. Like, Vertigo came at a time. It, Vertigo was, like, fucking underground punk music, man. Yes, it really, really was. And, like, you can see how the punk scene's doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, and and so I would I would actually argue like I would talk to somebody from the from a music background and be like, how can you bring back punk rock, and see what they say? Because like you, <laughs> I'm sure they stare at you. Like Vertigo is practically counterculture. Oh God, yeah. For DC to say like, hello, I have a pretty lady in a beautiful dress at this convention, and she's right next to a handsome man in a big suit, and he's gonna talk about how Vertigo is coming back, and we're gonna give it to all these different people. Like, no, 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 no. Vertigo needs, like, dirt, grime, and folk you've never yes. heard of. and Another it, English invasion. It needs... The thing is, DC doesn't, like, have the balls to, like, back the things they talk about. What they need, really, is for people who who work for DC, who are underground, who are like, I, I really care about this thing, and I want yeah. it to come out, and everyone's against me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just constant opposition. But, despite that, it flourishes. Because cream rises to the top when it comes to comics. I, I, I don't think Vertigo means the same thing now. No, it does. It's a brand. It's a, I mean, like, it was a brand back then, but it's like, you can't do that again. And I don't think you can do, you can't even, like, do the format by which Vertigo comes into existence. No. you got to do the new thing. 
whatever that is. I remember, like, what was it? I was reading about how Pat Oswalt was talking about how, like, uh, what's it called? Um, he's wrong, by the way. I hate his fucking rundown of it. But he's like, you know, MCU's over. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm. And Game of Thrones is over, kind of, until they make the spinoff. But, like, all, all the spinoffs, all four of them. Exactly. But, like, the, superficially speaking, and as far as the generic population goes, Marvel and Game of Thrones are over. What's going to be the next pop culture sensation? And, like, we don't know what it is, and we're in a very exciting time. I argue we're not, but whatever, Patton. You were, sure, sure. You were funny you two me. albums ago. You do you. But, like, I will say that in that same vein... Vertigo ain't what it used to be, and you can't make that now because it ain't 1988 anymore. No. Like, you need to do the 2020 equivalent of what Vertigo would be. Probably digital. Probably something like that. I mean, like, is it, though? How many digital series do you read? How many digital series flourish and become sensations? Injustice, that's the one. That's the one, and it's a video game tie-in. Crazy, right? Which honestly makes you think you can do it with anything if you can do it out of a fucking video game I mean, like, one could argue that, although if you read Deceased, I would say no. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Vertigo is, for all intents and purposes, a dying thing that never really had a chance. No. I hope it will advance. And I hope that, like, the the principles by which Vertigo was created are established and supported. I don't see it happening. It'd be nice. You know, it's funny, you know, you mentioned that as an imprint. It makes me think about DC's other imprints there, Vertigo. Young Animal? Oh, yeah. Young Animal, dead on the vine, you know, new age of heroes. Only the Terrifics is around. Yeah, the one book that didn't need a whole imprint for it. Yeah, Vertigo, Walking Dead. Uh, black label uh, we don't know we chickened out we're sorry yep. and then meanwhile you got a book like dc ceased or deceased and it doesn't even come out with an elseworld sticker on it or anything even though it clearly isn't it's like couldn't couldn't you have sent this to any of your imprints and then no. it's like no 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 we we actually want this book to succeed and we know our own imprints are you know friggin' toxic so we don't want to put that on they don't it. even know that's true like they're just like oh well, i don't i don't actually understand what these imprints are supposed to accomplish deceased mm. is a fucking black label book yes it and is. they have not even tried to yep. connect it yep and that's one of the books that act because if you if, if black label can't have tits dicks and cursing what the fuck is the point I know. And if that's the case, then anything is a black... I mean, like, All-Star Superman's now a black label book, so, like, yes, I guess is. Deceased is too, right? I mean, like, what is black label? It's out of continuity stuff, right? You know, you refuse to resurrect the Elseworlds label, so what is this? You did resurrect it for a second with that Nightwing New World Order thing, and then you stopped after that. Right. So, uh, Kejav Patak says... Uh, personally enjoying DC uh, right now with Leviathan, Bendis Action, and Snyder Justice League and Morrison Screen Lantern. You guys are really hyped for Lois's for the Rucka Lois Lane and yes. Frankson's Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Uh, I guess. I mean, like those are great creators, and so mm. they will be worth reading. Uh, Apparently, Fractions had this Jimmy Olsen pitch in the hopper for a long time. My problem is, I can't get excited for new things when I know the old guard doesn't regard them and mm. they can die anytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it's like being told we're going to go get ice cream <laughs> every day for a week. Like at, at the end of the week, 
Where's my goddamn ice cream? I'm not going to get hyped for ice cream. Like, and, and if you give it to me now, it's like, did you do it because you feel bad for me? Like, how long is this going to last? Like, you, you've, been, yeah, you've, really. been, you've been gaslighting me for a week now, you know? <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, Greg Rucker doing a Lois Lane book. Cool. Unless Bendis does whatever he wants. Like, yeah, is he going to ignore this? Fraction doing Jimmy Olsen. Cool. Unless no one buys the fucking thing. So, you know. It, it's, also, it's just a one shot. He's not sticking around. Yeah. I love people who say that I'm, like, salty when it's, like, I'm just talking about things that are happening. That are happening that I care about. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a fucking miserable bastard who just like lives how, how dare and breathes you feel strongly and, and be passionate. Things. Like, oh yeah, like what an asshole. How dare you state precedent? Right, exactly. Like, you know, or like just, hey, this thing sucks. Like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why does this guy have to t- say everything sucks? I'm like, everything doesn't suck. I I I've been I'm discounting all the other things you said that were great. But uh, but you you said the thing I liked sucked, so. Yeah. You know. Hey, which invalidates the other things. But anyway, uh, I did want to get to one more super chat, I believe, which was Starkmad91, who said, did you see the new Watchmen trailer? We did talk about it a little bit, but I will say, did see it. Obviously, it's a totally different take. It's just not even close to what Watchmen is. You might as well not even called it Watchmen at this point. It's using some of the characters, some of the iconography, but it's a, it's its own goddamn thing. It's its own thing. And if you want a thing that isn't anything like Watchmen... <laughs> But called Watchmen. There you go. Then, you know, you're welcome, I guess. That's like, it's so weird. Like how, you know, I don't know. I don't get people. Like, I don't get how people can get so excited about things that are clearly like not for, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, yeah. Like people who are like really hyped for Lord of the Rings on Amazon. And I'm like, but you've seen it already. Did it really not perform? Like and to your you, standard. Did you really not get all the Lord of the Rings you could possibly get? I didn't get Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Fuck you. You actually did because all of Treebeard's dialogue is rewritten Tom Bombadil lines. <laughs> so like, yes, you did. But like, I don't get people who are like, oh, you know why? Oh, I mean, like, look, I don't want, I don't, like, yeah, I know that when they say they were doing a Watchmen series on HBO and it was dead by these creators, like that, that I we got excited. And then I know that when I saw the trailer, it was obviously something like it's like people who like that preacher show. Yeah, like that's a very fair comparison. Why? It's nothing like the comic. And I get the name and some characters and that's about it. And you like and and you the things you did right, you did selectively. And if you're going to get that right, why not get the story right? Mm. Which is the thing that matters. You contrast and compare that to something like Doom Patrol where it's like, oh. Oh, you read the source material, and you get it, and understand it, and you care. Holy well, and, shit. And Doom Patrol is a, like, it's it's incredible because it actually does it right, where it's like, it's giving you something new, but it's something familiar, where they're yep. like, I read the source material, and I'm adapting it, and I'm not promising that it's going to be that thing that I bought. Like, if you put out a, a show called Watchmen, I expect it to be Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's something else. Like it's just it's just yeah. a it's a reinterpretation to the furthest degree that it doesn't even rec- you know like yes Jeremy Irons plays uh, Ozzy Mendez. Okay, the characters are in it, but but I don't know. Like and by the way, it could be a it could be like that they did no no no. The, if you look at it from like from a far distance, the structure is entirely the same, but it's made to be 
like a 2019 version of Watchmen. Well, then I don't give a fucking shit because like the Watchmen I like is the Watchmen that is a representation of this 80s concept that is yep. cemented in this year that it came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's like people who like Dark Knight Returns versions of other characters. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns is a interpretation of one character. Like it doesn't work with other characters. When you do Spider-Man Rain or everything else. Spider-Man Rain sucks on Toast. Yeah, it does. And yet, like, it's people's favorite thing ever. So, I don't know. It, it's bizarre. I mean, like, I get fandom. I understand. But it's also, mm-hmm. like, it's frustrating to say out loud, like, hey, this thing that, like, like the Sonic trailer. This, this movie yeah. clearly looks like shit. It looks like fucking Hop. You know, also starring James Marsden. Boy, that that guy cannot catch a break, can he? I mean, like, listen, dude does. Dude, dude knows his his bread. Dude, the dude knows what side his bread is buttered on. He's getting paid. He's like, oh no, I'm not on Westworld anymore. What am I gonna do? I play the most. I am the most milk toast white bread actor on the planet. I wanted to be Jesse Custer. Like, I wanted to be these things. I have dreams and cares, and yet they always cast me as the most milk toast guy on the planet. But you know what? If I lean into it, I could have three houses. Yeah, like in Westworld, where that's part of the joke, where it's like, no, you are generic hero man, is yeah. what we have cast you. You have literally been built in a lab to be the most generic appealing hero man. Right. So, uh, what was it? Skoro says, are you guys excited for Swamp Thing? Kind of. Yes. Like, yeah. it, it... It's a horror series. It looks very different. Really I'm prob- definitely riding high from Doom Patrol. My concern is it was canceled two episodes before they were finishing the first season. That's not a good sign. And they were like... and. and I don't think it was because of creators. I think it was because they were like, no, 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 no. Stop. We're spending too much money. We have no fucking idea how much this is going to cost. That's, Stop. that's what I got the feeling for, that it was too expensive, that it was a money sink. And again, you look at Doom Patrol, and it's like, well, fuck me. This wasn't cheap. You guys clearly spent a lot of money on this. Yes, they did. So I think they're worried. Uh, but not creatively. No. That's yeah. cool. No, it's going to be dope. You know, uh, Probably. I hope they don't rush those last three episodes because then they make like uh, ten it's, of thirteen. Yeah, and they have to make and they had to they had to m- like mold episode ten into a series finale. Mm, oh boy, that sucks. Still, the first I'm sure nine episodes will be really great, and then you're like, oh, and this is where they ran out of money. Right. It's also being de- like a lot of the episodes, or at least it's being developed by the guy Len Wiesman who worked on Underworld. So I'm like. Mm. Yeah, he's he he can be quite talented. He's done other stuff I've enjoyed. Right, that's that's true. That's true. That and having seen some of it and having talked to him specifically, Ooh. I feel good about it. I'm just saying, yeah. like it's, I'm worried about that ending. Like, I care about the journey, but the destination also matters when it comes to story. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, like if you fuck up the ending of something, it won't matter that there are great there are eight, that there are eight great episodes. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for it, and you know, and Swap I hear it looks great, and I hear there's a lot of stuff that you like from everything. Because how could there not be? There better be. Again, you look at Doom Patrol, it's like holy shit, they got Flex Mentalo and Danny the Street and all these other things I never not only saw th- thought that I would see in live action, but actually done good. And oh my god, there's so much stuff in Swamp Thing for you to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. What was it? Uh, somebody asked if he made Ultraviolet. No, that was like, that was Wimmer or something. Yeah, I remember that guy vaguely. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, uh, Caboose111 says, Star Wars Elseworlds comic lines. Love the show. Thank you very much. Uh, we did a Star Wars episode on comic line. You should check it out. Uh, it's called, Is Star Wars Over? So, you know. I think the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, like, it is for me. <laughs> Uh-oh. It just isn't going to ever stop. Uh, and Robert Core says, how is their earnings doing on DCU? I don't know. I don't work there. And, like, you know, it's like, how are the ratings on Netflix? We, we don't know. We don't work there. Um, you know, I really don't know. I hope it's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, that's that. But uh, we want to we want to curtail things a little bit of the see because like level eighty seven code says yo guys I have a few questions for you if that's cool uh, <laughs> so here they come these All are right. the last ones and we're gonna wrap up because we gotta do the other show one shots which you can find on patreon.com slash comic pop uh, yo guys I have a few questions uh, I where's the best place online to learn writing and drawing comics um, uh, you would probably be able to take this one better than me because you did that that's true. Um, when it comes to writing and drawing comics, you're, there is no, like, main source. So what I'll say to you is, uh, I gave a lot of resources, actually, in an Elseworlds tr- trilogy called How uh, to Make Comics. Just go to the playlist for Elseworlds Exchange and find those episodes. But I give all those resources in there. Uh, but I will say, as a short version, read uh, all the Scott McCloud comics books. Uh, understanding how to make um, those are by Scott McCloud. Those will help you understand the comic structure because there is no script format for comics. There are multiple versions and mm. anything can work or be that. So, which actually is a problem because like you can't find your footing. Like you, there's no structure. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, that being said, uh, you know, read the Scott McCloud books, read as many materials you can find about comics uh, read earlier comics, see where it comes from, like stuff like Will Eisner. Uh, check out um, there's a book called Zot, which helps a lot uh, for understanding how to like tell a story. Um, and read your favorite comics. Yes. And like try to like see what the scene is without like read the comic without the dialogue. Just read, just look at the pictures and see if it tells the story. Because like your comic should tell the story without dialogue at all. And then of course you can work in dialogue as well. But like you know it, it's a whole thing. There's a whole there's like a it's not even like a structure or a format it's more like a dance Mm. and there's some great director's cuts too where you can actually look at your favorite comic script and everything that certainly helps and those are online and you can you can find those digital versions uh you know on comiXology or marvel limited or dc all access probably not there uh no i'm in dc universe but i don't think they have the director's cuts on there the point being there are a lot of comic scripts you can find online um you can even ask your favorite creators if you like have their contact information, Twitter, or their or their corporate email. You can say like, "Hey, do you do you have a resource where I can find your script for this book, particularly a book that you're trying to emulate? See how they how they told their story." Mm, they're all very cool about that. They're all very cool about it, and they want to help. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a number of resources in the chat right now. Uh, you can also find I think Alan Moore has a book about writing comics, which is hilarious. Um, don't forget, you know, how to draw comics the Marvel way, um, mm-hmm, and, a, mm-hmm. and a million other resources. There's a lot of that stuff. Well, what's the title of Alan Moore's book? It's all bullshit. <laughs> right? It's all horseshit. I'm Alan Moore. <laughs> I think it's just called Writing Comics by Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Man, you think such a creative guy would have a more creative title. <laughs> I know. I, well, I don't think he wrote it. Like, I think he, like, I think he dictated it Whoa. to someone else it's called alan moore's writing for comics mm, dictated uh, not read and that's on good that you can find it everywhere 
So check that out there. Uh, and he says, uh, could you see Marvel giving up legacy and recasting? Yeah. Eventually, but not now. I think they want to actually make a good solid go at legacy. And then if they're like, ooh, maybe we need to have these guys regenerate like the Doctor Who. <laughs> I genuinely believe that right now they're like, let's try and keep it going in like order. Also, too, they have so much money, they might not even need to be that creative about it. Where it's like, okay, you know, Chris, you know, I know you said you were done, you wanted to direct. What if we give you a billion dollars? What if we just, <laughs> what if we just give you a billion dollars? Because we're pretty sure the next movie is going to make three billion dollars. So, you know. Exactly. No, it's true. Like, the, the fact is, because it's owned by one of the biggest studios and it is one of the biggest money makers. They don't have to recast. Like the only, and when they do, they'll get an actor who just does your voice, like uh, Hugo Weaving. There you go, Robert. Would you like an island? Would you like us to give you one of these islands? Because we will give you your own private Robert Downey Jr. island if you come back. It doesn't hurt that they also like vetted some of these guys for like whether they're fun. Like Downey exactly. Jr. seems to be like a re like a dude who's like, you know, I want to be done. I want to make my own movies, but like I'm happy to come in. You know, like yeah. you want me in. Like you you want to pay me a crazy amount of money. Like. I'll do it. Like, you know, I have the hologram tech. I can just be a hologram. now. Right. Like, here's the thing. Here's a spoiler for Endgame. The I am Iron Man sequence was a reshoot mm. that Downey didn't want to do. Interesting. Apparently they had some other line or they had no line. I don't remember. But like the idea is that like, uh, Than Thanos is I'm inevitable. And they are trying to, they, they, they were, they were done shooting and they were like, I don't have a, the, uh, they were unsatisfied with the line. And they were like, what's a better line? I think one of the editors was like, was like, I am Iron Man. And they're like, oh my God. So they called, they, you know, they're like, Downey, you got to come. And he's like, I really don't want to get back in that emotional space where I was when I did it. <laughs> and they were like, come on. And he's like, all right. And like, you know, they paid him crazy. <laughs> we'll fly out first class. Oh, we'll I think he was, no, he was physically there. I oh, think he really? was there. He was just like, I don't want to do it. But like, I think that the idea there was like, they paid him a, ma a crazy amount of money. He didn't want to do it, but he still did the work. Like, he's still yeah. like, I'm going to put my, uh, like, okay, well, you're going to give me like $8 million. You're going to give me two million. One line read in with a CG costume. Time to earn it. That, that's, that's worth like not a lot of money. That being said, it was probably like at least a million dollars just for him to do the reshoot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he did it flawlessly. These people are like happy to be in these movies. Yeah. And, you know, at least for the most part. So like it's not a chore, and I think that's no. that's a that's a big part. That was like one of the best things that Marvel Studios could have done was like because you know you heard the horror stories about like how things were before they like finally mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. split from Marvel, which is kind of sad. It hurts me that like there's no more Very. brain trust. There's no more like Bendis actually ghost wrote a bunch of scenes that you like from MC from the MCU before they made the split. You know like they had comic book people there to like yeah. on hand to make changes or suggestions, and now they don't. And have it for a while. But uh, one of the big benefits was they don't have to penny pinch and they can, like, make it. So it's like, why would I say no? Like, just make it so, such a beautiful honeypot. Like, why would I ever stop making these movies? And they all seem to like each other, too. Like, you see all that Instagram video that came out of them just, like, hanging out together on yeah. the set. And I'm like, eventually they're going to miss that. It's going to be like, oh, every year I got to go to camp and hang out with my Avengers friends. Exactly. So, I... I and I think, like, because most of it's CG anyway, it's, like, it's such minimal effort. Like, you know, they, they don't need to recast. No. 
So, with that in mind, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, of course, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and go to patreon.com slash compop for a bonus show where Joel and I talk about stuff that is totally unrelated to any of this kind of thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Go over there, see the rewards, see if it's worth it for you. And if it isn't, no big deal. But if it is, you know, give us a try. Uh, keep that content to coming. That's right. So we'll see you guys then. And of course, stay tuned on the Purple Channel for Tiffany to play some video games. Uh, if you're not sure what a Purple Channel is about video game streaming, well, you haven't been on the internet very long. But check it, it out. Starts with a T, rhymes with itch. Yep. Uh, we're just trying to skirt that re that, uh, that that algorithm over there. Um, oh, uh, he also said, uh, to, do you like Batman War Games enough for bad issues? Sure. Everything's green. Like in, in the Batman world everything's open season i did yep. i did penguin snow and ice to prove we'll do everything all right that's enough from us